0: Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hi, everyone. Hey,
1: welcome back to the Infinite Relating Podcast. We're back. We just had a good snuggle right before we started. (gasps) much needed snuggle
0: freya and i or i decided and you agreed yes that we're partners
1: (laughs) yeah i know we're now we're podcast official
0: yes (laughs) it's really exciting
1: and i love this is kind of like what we've been talking about is that it isn't because we're like let's be partners Mm. it's because the way we've been relating
0: yeah and then we kind of look around and we're like oh we're actually partners yeah We totally are. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I've talked about this post I made on Facebook about me and Max and how we don't process like hardly at all in our relationship. Very, very infrequently do we like, you know, we we have a lot of deep talks, but we don't like process like, yeah, we don't, we don't spin around each other. We don't trigger each other that much. um, Which is maybe a whole other thing to talk about. But after I made that post and people were like, how is that possible? Right. Then I made a post with you and me and I was like it's possible because of Freya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: because...
0: I, I was like wait a minute we process
1: all the all time. You do
0: process that relationship. You yes. just don't process it in the relationship. Right. I don't process it with him. Yeah, I process yeah, it with you, yeah. which is so great. Which is so great. And we love it. <laughs> we, it's yeah. 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 So it's, we're like lifeblood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we you know we keep each other updated like not quite hour by hour but definitely morning and night <laughs> yeah because things yeah. change i know and
1: yeah that there there was like something that happened and somebody knew something before me and i was like wait what how could you possibly know what's going on in bez's yeah. before me i was like how could i miss i was yeah. short by a few hours really yeah,
0: totally yeah i know and then lee i ran into lee the other day and he was like do you know about this thing Frey and I are going through i was like yes <laughs> and then what about this the- one i was like i know everything lee i know absolutely everything i probably know maybe more than you do <laughs>
1: I know exactly even yeah. though know, it just was hours before I
0: know yeah yeah and I love that and I think this came up because I was thinking about the dreams because I might have a dreams talk with someone um at some point in the next couple of weeks and recognizing in the relationship part I was journaling kind of about my answers because I hadn't had a dreams talk in in several months and thinking things through ahead of time and was like, oh, yeah, I have to mention or I want to mention Freya as like one mm. of my relationships. Yeah. You know, cause it, and my daughter is one of my relationships. And obviously Max is one of my relationships. But just these, I think part of the part of like the R and the dreams talk. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we have created this awesome format for having conversations with, with new love interests or romantic or sexual interests mm-hmm. or even friends. But this is mostly geared towards sexuality or romance. I think episode Three? two or three we talked about it. three. yeah and it's really great to practice with friends too yeah I feel like yeah. yeah and it just kind of gets some of the stuff out of the way ahead of time that people might realize they're incompatible with yeah and so or that they are compatible and so i was re- writing out the r section and recognizing that in previous dreams talks i hadn't I, people know i have a kid i have two kids but one of them's still at home um and the other one's in a, like he's old He's an adult. He's old. (laughs) He's an adult. He doesn't live with me. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I hadn't made that super clear that my daughter, I have a relationship with my daughter that will supersede like a romantic interest. And that's just true. Yeah. I love
1: the owning of that. Like from the beginning, like. I I feel like as a single mom, sometimes there's, there's like a little bit of like, Ooh, when do I tell them? And it's like, I tell them right away right away, because it's an essential part of my life. And if that, if there's any challenge in your system about that, that's great. Yeah. We're
0: not going to work. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're both like solo parents who have our kids full time. And so there isn't any breaks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we have to be much more creative. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: So yeah. And realizing like, that's a really big deal for me and somebody, you know, feeling like they can integrate into that part of my life. And or just work around it heavily and recognize that I have very limited availability, especially because my daughter's been going through a health crisis. She'll be fine. But just something that she's been going through the last several months. Um, that's required a lot of attention. Yeah. So I was writing out the R section, which is, stands for relationships. Again, you can go listen to that episode and hear what all the other letters are because um, it's an acronym. And I and I wrote down you and I was like, yeah. anyone <clears throat> who connects with me needs to be okay with them or needs to give pre-consent to me telling you everything. Yes. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I'll divulge like details about them that have nothing to do with me. And right. I don't really even talk about them because I feel like we're really good at this, that we, we share about our relationships, but we talk about our experience.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not intended to be gossip. It's right. intended to be processing my experience, processing right. your experience. Like, yeah. So it's, it's how does this relate to me, my, how I'm feeling, what I'm navigating. Right. And that, yeah, that feels it feels really honoring and respectful of all the relationships that we're in. I yeah, I know that I've had a few check-ins, especially in the beginning um, when Lee and I were getting more intimate, and and I would check like I'm like I'm gonna tell Bez this. Is this okay? Like, are you comfortable? Or it's like, but I, I don't even need to anymore. And yeah, um, but yeah, it was like that was essential. I was like I I'm gonna process this with with my people, and I think that was even a part of my dreams conversations before. Is it wasn't necessarily acknowledging our relationship, but it was just like. I'm, I'm a, I'm a sharer. I, yeah, I'm very, totally. I don't do secrets. Um, mm-hmm. I, I share everything. And like I said, not because I want to talk about you because, but I want to talk about my experience right. with you Right. and, and, and making sure, support. and get support and making sure people are comfortable with that because I'm like, yeah. I can't do secrets. So if you yeah. need that, if you need a little bit more closed container that we, I probably can't go that deep with you because right. I know, um, I know the way that I work is, is yeah, yeah through shared process. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And this does. Come around to our theme, because I love, I love doing that. <laughs> I love finding the way that I'm like, yes. <laughs> this does relate getting um, around the corner, yeah, the corner, <laughs> which is this concept because I feel like the dreams talk really is actually exemplary of that concept, exemplifies that concept, which is that, you know, when I I think you called it destruct or unstructuring, De- deconstructing, deconstructing before the podcast. but the idea is that, you know, rather than, For example, in this dreams um, example, coming into someone and saying, you know, being certain, like we talk about this a lot, like being certain that like this, this person's the one or, you know, this, this person is some like marriage potential or childbearing potential or, or this is just a fling. And this is just one night, you know, we have these assumptions maybe that we want to make or that we naturally make about people when we're attracted to them. And that the dreams talk is really this opportunity to actually get real with me and share mm-hmm. myself and then see if there's compatibility yeah and this concept of doing the relationship from the inside out to me is like such a core part of infinite infinite relating and something that's changed. changed my life completely absolutely yeah I think this
1: is it's an easy thing to kind of miss as we're navigating because because I think our brains naturally, like, like, it's everybody that we meet, everybody that we interact with, before we even realize we're doing it, our brain is, like, telling mm-hmm. us stories about who they are and what they'll be in our in our life. Right. Even if it's just like, oh, this might be a friend, or this might be a lover. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, we're going to get married and move to Mexico in 20 years. It doesn't have to be like that. Right. But there's always some kind of, like, category. I, I mean, I think. I'm speaking right. for myself. I'm speaking for many people that I've had these conversations with, That, yeah, we, we do that, and so... It's, like, trying to get underneath that process. We can still have the fun little fantasy. Exactly. And Listen really maybe even, like, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't... I think that's part of it, too, is, like, if we can take it for what it is and just enjoy it and realize it is fantasy mm-hmm. and then not get not let ourselves get carried away with it and attached right. to it. Right, right. Um, and then just, like, open to, like, oh, maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe, right. Who knows what it'll who be? Who knows? But yeah. the dreams talk is a really great, like... It's a great starting point, like, what's on the table here? Yes. You know, like, right. when we, when we when I look at you and I get excited little
0: fantasies and you look at me and you get excited fantasies, like, what is, what is really available? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and at the very beginning of the podcast just now, you were saying how we're partners because that's what we happen to be. That's, yeah. And that is absolutely, you know, something I've talked about with Max, and I remember when I first really, this idea and feeling first really landed in my body, The the best thing I could say is, we still happen to want to be together <laughs> Yes, and that's it. That was like, that felt like the one true thing I could say, you know, even like we want to be together. Like, yes, we do. And maybe I could say that now, but back at the beginning, I was just like, yeah, we're just, we still happen to want that. Like right. given that total like inside out operation where, you know, I'm starting from within me about what I need and what feels good for me and what doesn't and where I'm headed, currently and you know the whole thing like given that orientation and then allowing myself to behave in ways that work for me and then seeing who's around me when I do Mm -hmm. that yeah like that's how our relationship has been the whole time like we've you and me like we've yeah felt friendship and you know felt like resonance yes absolutely but then our just through allowing our relationship to be whatever it wanted to be We've ended up being super close. I know that wasn't something that we had like planned out ahead of time. No,
1: I I remember at points like looking back, I'm like, I don't even remember when you
0: became like I need to talk to you
1: every day. Like there just became. I feel like it was about a year ago. Maybe yeah. Yeah, that it really got. Yeah, we just we just kept moving towards each other. Yeah, and that's yeah. I know (laughs) that was really good. good. Yeah, and that feels it feels, and I feel like maybe that's it's a really good practice because I think we're so much better at doing this with our non-romantic mm-hmm. friendships yeah. than we are with our own romantic friendships. We're really better at surrendering, surrendering to like what it is yeah. and not necessarily getting so like sticky and attached and jealous if, if it ebbs and flows and we, like there's mm-hmm. times when we do spend a little bit less time in communication. And there's times that we come back and, and I think we, I feel like as a as a whole, we tend to tolerate that better right? than we do with our romantic partner. So this is such a great practice ground Yeah. for, like, wow, this is... I just really like spending time with you. Totally. And if I don't get to connect with you it for an amount of time, it doesn't feel great. I want yeah. to come towards you. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, no, Bez doesn't love right. me anymore. What right. does this mean? And now we're going to change our right. the dynamics of a relationship. It's just kind of like this awareness of, like, oh, I'm missing you and now I want to move towards you. Yep. Totally. Wow. That, even as I like, said that, that was, like, really helpful for... Yeah. For, yeah, my, my partnership and even, I remember Lee saying like one point we like one of our first ruptures and he just kind of smiled at me and he's like, he's like, do you remember? He's like, we, we actually just like spending time together. Like that's like the basis for Mm -hmm. why we're here. It doesn't need to be much more complicated than that. Like if that's kind of what we, if that like guides us, um,
0: right. Yeah. And I guess part of why I love this idea, though, I think it can be difficult to practice Mm -hmm. um, and scary maybe, but I talk, we talk a lot about that, you know, like this bridge of fear between like my habituated programming around relationships and then like living in my truth about them. Um, But yeah, I guess I feel like part of why I love this idea too, of sort of I am going to behave in ways that feel good for me, that feel an integrity for me as much as I can. You know, I mean, no, but everyone is human. I think that humanity is so important because it's like,
1: we all fuck it up
0: and we all get triggered and we all get, you know, have various levels of codependency or patterns that kick in, you know, and I'm, we're no different. Yeah. Give ourselves grace. (laughs) Although we
1: do, I mean, we definitely have both been like, I'm a failure at infinite reality.
0: (laughs) So like, that is yeah, that sure. is a part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. But given that like when I allow myself to as much as I can, you know, be in my um selfhood yes. and letting that lead, then there is a way that I feel that I am becoming less and less tolerant of incompatibility, mm. less and less drawn to it. Right. More and more just aware of it, you know, so that it's like, oh, I'm, I'm naturally hanging out with people who feel good. Like if I'm focused on doing what feels good for me and I don't just mean pleasure, you know, because, you know, we're both, we like to dig in, you know, like (laughs) I, I, I'm, I love a good, you know, challenge. Right. Right. Like, yeah. So the feeling good part could be, wow, this is such an intense conversation, but like there's truth flowing, there's energy moving. Like, There's that feeling of aliveness. Like, aliveness isn't always pleasurable, but it's like, wow, this is profound. And I'm in awe and, like, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Yes, So when that's going on and I'm following that um, that feeling of, like, this feels good, then it is this experience of just, like, who I'm compatible with is just who's around me. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. The rest falls away. Yeah. And I think it's good to acknowledge a lot of this. Like it
1: is, it's, it's practicing like, Mm -hmm. and the more we practice it, the easier it gets. I, I, it's like, I think it helps address like when we are used to dysfunctional ways of loving or being loved, those feel comfortable.
0: Yeah. And
1: so in the beginning, what we maybe think feels good, like finger quotes feels good or feels aligned is actually part of our own dysfunctional patterns of like, Oh, I recognize being in love in this dysfunctional way. So that feels comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's what is really great to acknowledge that like, this new notion of feeling good, I know for me, I'm really learning, includes a lot of discomfort mm. because that discomfort actually has a it rings of truth yes. in a way being comfortable yes. but dysfunctional, totally. you know? So yeah, it's, it is, it's It's like this new sensation of feeling good. Feeling mm. good feels, um, it feels like resonance. It feels like truth. It feels like expansion. Mm-hmm. It feels like, yeah, con- exploration of my deeper self. Yeah. And and the more I practice that, the more my nervous system is going to redefine. That's what feels good in yeah. my system, not comfort necessarily, not familiarity, right, right. But this like alignment with my deeper truth. I love that. Yeah, and that and it, yeah, and it, I just know it's practice. It's like it's like tea, like how many we many of us we probably have decades of practicing the other way. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take just like grace yeah. and compassion for ourselves and like realignment yep. of like oh yeah. And I will say I've been incredibly humbled by this and i think i think it's, this has been a, such a long week i feel like i've lived <laughs> a lifetime week so i um, but i feel like the last um episode i talked about my codependency and even my my lover james reflected he's like oh you sounded like it was oh yeah my codependency i went through it last week and now now it's good yeah. and i'm like oh no no it was just like this excitement of like oh i caught myself in it yep. that feels good it's still a it's still a hot mess yeah. because it's it's got me in all these like these, my nervous system has all these patterns. So mm-hmm. now it's like, I'm just excited that I'm empowered to have the awareness. Like, that's step one. And that's like the tools. Okay, like now, how do I practice? How do I find yeah. different ways to, yeah, to re reground? To like I said, like not comfort, not familiarity, but to some type of like newer truth and
0: resonance. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, I'm such a body person and I like to think about for me what it feels like is what shape physically but it's not physical i guess it'd be my energy body or i don't (laughs) know how to describe it but some and it could be mental for some people um and mine is sometimes mental this sense of contortion is really helpful for me to think about it because when i'm feeling codependent almost always i'm contorting myself in some way Mm -hmm. to try to fit to try to make myself a shape that fits with the person that i think i either want to be with should be with should do something with should act a certain way around should should should. You should, know, there's some yeah. should in there, um or even a sense of desire. You know, it can be a desire too. Like, I feel drawn to this person. I wish this was could work out. Mm-hmm. I I want this to work out. You know, but then that's where the confusion can kind of right, come in. Because like, well, how do I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I think is even more important for me right now, at least, is to like notice the shape that I'm in. Am I like? In that kind of contorted shape, because that contorted shape, a like isn't me. B, it tends to be very rigid, and so it's not sustainable, and it does it can't withstand much. You Mm -hmm. know, it's really like we have to stay exactly like this, right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to fall apart. Yeah. (laughs) And that can be true because I'm like in this weird position, and they're in this weird position, and we're like interlocking. Yeah. And I think maybe another way to explain this this concept that we're talking about today is like, I'm going to be my shape, and then I'm Mm. gonna I'm gonna see what I interact with you know as my shape and like can I come back to being my shape when I catch myself being contorted rather than keeping the contortion or switching contortions so that I'm contorting to the new thing that's emerging to just be like how can I just be my shape and it does require this this amount of like letting other people fall away and we kind of talked about that in psychedelic selfhood last week where it's like yeah, getting back to my own shape requires me to look within mm-hmm. and really make myself okay. Like be okay with myself. And that right. can be really hard for me at least.
1: Yeah, well, especially like I said, when you're in these new ways that feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. because they are new and and maybe like uncomfortable and really like cloudy and uncertain. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that has been a big part of this week is like, oh, that psychedelic selfhood is like what does it feel like? Because I think for me, the sensation, well, not even, sen- this is like the mental part of it is like when I'm in this codependent pattern and in that contor- place of contortion, mm-hmm. I feel like contortion and contraction, but whatever it is, it's like in the body, it feels um, clunky and uncomfortable. And like, I'm, I'm making myself small in some way. And how, like when I, when I try to be like, well, what do I want? And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what I'm experiencing because I'm right. so far over trying to caretake right. and making sure they're having a good time to be with me. Cause that's how I'm safe. But it's like, I, I it's hard to know what I want because I don't even know what what my emotional energy body mm-hmm. is experiencing in space right now. So it's like coming back to right. that, like, okay, like, what does it feel like in my body? What does it feel like to contort? What does it feel like to relax this place that it feels mm-hmm. like it's contorting? And it's like this yeah. process of unraveling that. I love that. And then it's like, oh, oh, here I am. Yeah. Okay, here's my experience in this. Like, and then, and then like, just like, having to take the time to just like be in my experience before I can even gather like, okay, in this experience, is this what I want? Does this feel aligned? Does Mm -hmm. this feel, is there something else I want? Is there an adjustment I need to make? But yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's it's like I feel like it's more complex than just saying oh, I'm just gonna come back to self. Like it's yeah. really an unraveling back to self. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Right. And I really appreciate you. Yeah. Like giving some examples of what that process is like, because <laughs> <laughs> I've been in it. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And in that experience of catching ourselves in codependency, and then yeah, coming coming back can be really hard because yeah. it's like. And I think for me, as you were speaking, I was thinking about feel like on the podcast we've talked about fear you know being a big driver of codependency where it's like I'm afraid something's bad something bad is going to happen if I don't care take this person you know based on our old wounds or programming or history right. with parents or partners or whatever and I was just thinking as you were talking like this other one that I hadn't thought of so much before about things not being okay like certain things not being okay like if I'm having a certain feeling, that's not okay, you know, or if I'm thinking certain thoughts or wanting certain things. And I think there's a big part of upbringing in that for me, you know, every, I feel like one of my teachers used to talk about like special feelings, you know, like every family had their special feeling that you weren't supposed to feel. Okay. Could have been anger. It could have been sadness. It could have been fear, you know, maybe it was all three of them, but there was some, or sexual energy. Like there was some feeling that like, the family just re- just like habitually would prevent and we Shut talked about this and judge. Like, yeah. yeah growing up and, ha- and being sad and having parents be like buck up you know like like you have it so good yeah, like that why are you sad yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or like feeling fear was one of the ones in my family like being scared was not something that was tolerated and so wow. there was just a lot of um yeah like blustering and kind of posturing and Mm -hmm. Like not empathy for like, oh, you're scared. Like, yeah, you're doing something really difficult. It was just kind of brushed aside. And um, yeah, it wasn't safe to feel that way. And so I think I'm remembering this other like activity that I did. um, Gosh, I have something in my throat. With um, another teacher of mine. And she just had us walk around the room and kind of feel into our lives and some of the things we've been struggling with. And then she was, it was so simple, but she was like, what if everything was okay? Hmm. Like, what if no matter what you were feeling, no matter what you were going through, it was just okay. Just okay to feel that. Yeah. Just okay to be, whatever's happening is okay. It doesn't mean you like it. It doesn't mean it will Mm -hmm. turn out well, but, or wish the way you'd hoped, but just like, what if it was all, what if like exactly the way things were right now is okay and it's how they're supposed to be. And I think there's, for me, that is a, that." It's just, like, I just really thought about that when you were sharing, like, part of my codependency or my habit to go into that is a sense that certain things aren't okay. I really
1: appreciate that because <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't even realize, but this is so much of what I do and why why I probably am disconnected from my experience because mm. I will start to feel one of those <clears throat> feelings yeah. that I'm not supposed to feel, um, anger and sadness and, like, deep sadness. I think I'm, I'm allowed yeah. to be a little bit sad, right. but, like, deep sadness And anger, and anytime they start to rise, it's not even so much that I'm contorting towards my partner, Mm -hmm. but I'm contorting away from this feeling and judging it. And then it, and then I have to create this whole like we talked about like structure and scaffolding around it, and really like I've had these moments of surrender this week that have just been like really humbling. Like I feel like I'm overreacting and I'm being dramatic. Like those are the stories of why I can't have those feelings, and just allow myself to be overdramatic and you know and and overreacting and to like just grieve them hard Mm, all the way through and on the other end of that on the other end of this like insane like processing and allowing and release and maybe even like part of it has just been um, grieving the loss of what I think my partnership is or how it's supposed to be and if I allow myself to be like just in my mind obnoxiously dramatic about it right and just tragic yeah. on the other side of that release and that sensation of allowing myself to feel these feelings I hadn't is my truth mm-hmm. is my experience. Right. And it's like, I don't, I can't <clears throat> even know what it mm. is until I allow myself to feel those feelings that I haven't been allowing myself right. to feel. Yeah, absolutely. And it's scary. Yeah. I can, I, I remember even like feeling that in this week, like I was like starting to go down that I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like grieve and and feel this. And I remember, like, it was, like, I could feel, like, this sweet seduction of, like, all you have to do is numb up. You can right. just wall off, numb yeah. up. You mm. could you don't even have to go out ever. Like, you can just hide from this community <laughs> start a whole new life. Like, yeah. and, and you'll be okay. And I could feel how, I could feel, like, how calming that was. Mm. Like, ooh, this is, it could feel really safe to pull away from this and just, like, lock up and numb up. And, mm. and just, and having to, like, redirect myself. Like, actually, no, I think it, it is. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay to feel this. Yeah. And and it's actually going to help me do something different than I've always been doing. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then the same thing can happen with you know other people's feelings, obviously, where <laughs> that c- triggers my codependency really a lot. Mm. It's when someone else appears to be feeling a certain way, and that, to me, is something I'm not supposed to have. I'm not supposed to let that happen around me. I'm not supposed to provoke those feelings. Right. I'm not supposed to. Someone feeling that way is wrong, and so I must do whatever I can to buffer that experience for someone else and to, you know, and that's obviously just extremely codependent and belittling and, you know, also presumptive because half the time I don't know what people are feeling anyway. And even, and like trusting that they have as much resources as I do. And that, you know, I've gone through very difficult times in my life and made it. And I think that is one thing is like, you know, it is a bit of a radical notion, but this idea that I've come to before to try to accept, you know, my history and reality, current reality also, but mostly history is just that anything it's okay to talk about and to have lived through anything that happens in reality, you know, like all kinds of crazy shit happens in reality here, like wars and you know, violations and yeah babies getting cancer like it's horrible you know it's like so sad and like that is part of reality like that is part of what happens in reality and I think for me and that's kind of morbid sorry but like <laughs> no it's very- yeah to be able to be okay with reality as it is and to to just erase those rules we used to have or that I used to have in my family which is like these things that happen you aren't allowed to talk about right. these things that you feel you're not supposed to be feeling you know, and, and that—that's actually, and they're no tied together. Yeah, and yeah, they're tied because,
1: like, we can actually deal with the hard things if we're allowed to have our real feelings about them. Mm-hmm. But when we're not allowed to have our real feelings about them, then those things become so much more unmanageable. Right, like, you can't be sad, or and I was just thinking too. I to like one of the reasons I think we are such great partners, which feels really good. 'Cause we both trust each other's resilience.
0: Yeah, you and me.
1: You and I. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah, I'm not trying to fix things for you or protect you from your experience or feel I really trust your resilience. And I feel that from you as well. I think just like having similar histories, it's like I know you're gonna be okay, you know I'm gonna be okay. And that that feels really good and I feel like at least for me and my codependency there's this, like, caretaking that kind of... Because we are so close and we do... we You know, we love them and we want to be there for them, but it comes in this way it's like we almost don't trust their resilience anymore yeah. that we have to, like, protect them.
0: Yes,
1: totally. And that seems to happen more, I think, with romantic relationships as opposed to yeah. friendships. But it's yeah. like, again, I feel like... Friendship, your your our friend our partnership is yes. going to be is is
0: actually such great practice, like fertile practice ground yeah, for how so
1: I want my
0: other partnerships to totally. be. That's so true. Yeah, and we also don't throw hooks out at each other, which is huge. What does that mean? Like me? we don't we don't make bids to each other to fix each other. Right. Like I don't reach out to you and either. I mean, we'll ask for help and we'll be like, dude, I'm fucked up. And like, if you have any advice, I'll take it. Yeah. But that's totally different than like whining or just, I don't know how to describe it, but just sending out some little hook. Right. That's like, if you loved me, you'd fix this for me. Like if you, like I'm having such a hard time and like you can obviously do something about it, but you're not. Now I'm mad at you. Oh, but no, it's fine. Whatever. I've got it all to myself. Yeah. 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 Like we don't do that. Like we just share honestly. And we, so yeah, we don't like bait each other. And I think that that builds trust you know because like when right when when there's that sense that like my reaction is is um has to be a certain way otherwise that person won't be okay that for me is like a very unsafe setup or when I have that story about myself like this person I care about has to show up for me they have to call me back they have to say the right thing they have to do this and when I'm really certain that that is what my safety is dependent on, like I am fucked. And that's right. like a very unsafe to be in place to be in for me.
1: I'm even thinking like I'm very, I'm just going to just share all my shit. And just- yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's even like, I can see the way I do that in a way. Like when I share something with you or reach out to you as it's not. And, and I, when I do it with Lee, I'm not necessarily expecting a specific response, but I may be respect expecting a time response. Not from Mm -hmm. you. Right. From Lee. Right. Yeah. And then when I don't feel that, then I go into all this set of things. And it's so interesting. It's like, I know you're both going to be there for me. I know you both love me and care about me and like, and would, and would like, if I can, I know that I can reach out for for you. Right. But there is, I am carrying this different level of expectation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah it would have been unraveling with the codependency too it's like yeah. yeah there's some expectation that it it's it's like subversive like it, it's hidden and so yes. I don't but it's like now that I'm seeing it I'm like oh yeah but it's doesn't, felt it's felt it's yeah. felt on both sides and it doesn't right. feel good actually on either yeah. side like because really truly I don't want anybody meeting me out of obligation right or caretaking i do want you to be meeting me and and i've learned that i can count on you to to love and care for me without obligation expectation Mm. but then maybe because of like learning that i can i've like slowly kind of built this little bit of obligation expectation in my romantic partnership totally everybody should have a bez (laughs) (laughs)
0: everybody should have
1: a friend everybody should have a really strong platonic partnership to i feel like just to practice these because like really i want i want all my
0: relationships to be clean and easy and loving and yeah yeah and spacious yeah you know and i do think there is it probably comes down to ironically to me you know the way that we historically have been trained especially as women acculturated women to like rely on romantic partners for survival. Yeah yeah. And so that's been that was like a real thing. It, you know, it's like if you didn't get married and your father wouldn't take care of you in like the eighteen hundreds or whatever, like you were screwed. Right. You know, and so you that better was be like a sister and take care, than a care of her kids yeah of yeah. yeah. yeah, like that yeah, of a that was for a real thing for at least a least class of a you know white of a know white of are so different but at least in like the european you right. know western european thing and i Western think thing, and I do think. Yeah, that's really been passed on, at least in white culture in America. Like, that's something that we as women are undoing. And this is against St. Patrick, who gave the, um, you know, this... Really great What is it? Advice. The treatise, or whatever, whatever that's called, on <laughs> polyamory to me. One of the things that he said in that um, was uh yeah like that how important resourcing outside of the relationship is right and that if he has a partner a romantic partner or even a friend i would imagine who is absolutely certain that the resource they need has to come from him at that time he's like i always i always question that and i wonder i wonder you know like what is that actually true and why do they think that like why do they think that they're they, they're so like, why do they think that the resource has to be me? That's whether I'm available or not, you know, that's yeah. That's so, I mean,
1: I, I'm even like, I'm thinking to this. I'm just going to keep talking about (laughs) 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 this week when, when I really needed support, I had a lot of stuff going on in my, my life at home with my kids. And, and I, I like the, it it is, it went through things that I was not meant to go through alone. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't have to, like, I have such great support, but because Lee and I have been in this little bit of like, um, restructuring or you right. know, deconstructing of our partnership, um, when I reached out to him, I didn't have an expectation that he was going to be there for me mm. a week ago. I yeah. probably would have, even right. if I wouldn't have acknowledged it. Right. But this week I didn't because the way we were kind of questioning if partnership worked for us. And so, so when I reached out, I'm like, well. I'll see what he's available for, but I have no expectations. Right. And it allowed for him to show up mm. in a way that I, that felt like I just was able to like be, to receive it with such like gratitude and presence. Yeah. Mm. And I can feel how if it was a week ago, yeah, there just would have been a little bit more of expectation. It just, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I can really feel the difference in just holding that. And like, and not assuming that he is the one who has to be there for right. me. Cause I knew when I reached out to him, If he wasn't, I knew there were two other people that, you know, that, that could be, you know, it was just like, who is available for this? Like who has the bandwidth? Who has that? Right. And it was so, I'm so grateful. There is something to be said. I I do appreciate, there were some instances where that masculine polarity did feel really grounded and solid, but I also know if I, yeah, if he wasn't available, um, I have other people. And so that really relates to that. I like can really feel that like where if. If I had gone to him with that energy of, like, it has to be you, and it has to be now. Right. Yeah. That would feel trickier for everybody
0: involved. And it's, like, to me, like, such a radical concept that, again, like, talking to St. Patrick has been really helpful for me. Yeah. Because he really, you know, embodies this, has, like, a lot of years of poly experience, and just the way that he processes information, and through his own, also educating himself. Um, He was the one that recommended and really insisted I read this book, Unbound, which has been so helpful for me. Um, And yeah, I think a lot of his where he comes from is educating himself on male privilege and unspoken emotional labor that's often done by acculturated female people Mm. in relationships, you know, where there's an expectation that. Yeah, or, and I think that expectation, it does go, be, like, beyond gender lines, too, that just there's an expectation that emotional labor, that sexuality comes with emotional labor, right. or that partnership comes with emotional labor, and it was, like, radical for me hearing from him and just feeling how in his brain and his way of being, that was not an assumption, and he was like, you need to ask permission, or you don't need to, but he asked permission for the relationships you want. Yeah. Yeah. And like permission to like, do you have the bandwidth and availability to process this with me or to (sighs) hear about my feelings? And like, that is such a radical concept for like a husband to ask a wife, like, are you available to, to hear about my day? Are you available to hear about a conflict I have at work? Are you available to hear about some fears I'm having in our relationship right now? And that, the the spouse could say no. Right. I was just like, what? Like that's yeah. Like, it was just it's so radical because we're we have all these stories that like and assumptions and it's like baked totally. into marriage and it's baked into partnership. Yeah, or, because or if, friendship. If you, you know? can't
1: say no, it's not a question. It's not a request. It's de- it's a demand. Right. right. But but we don't hold that. Yeah, our partners are everything. Yeah. Like right. that
0: is the story. And then if they say no, then he's such an asshole, or like she's not there for me, or. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of being like, I am a I'm being. I'm not being met. Right.
1: <laughs> Finger quotes totally. met. Like that is such.
0: Yep. But,
1: but yeah, the whole point is every step of the relationship, of every relationship, we want it to be consensual. We want it to be like we're both, this is our yes. Yep. What am, and, and acknowledging we all have full lives with other things going on that might be taking, like, even yeah. if this person loves you and is there for
0: you all the time and they want to be there for you, they might not actually be available right. every moment to do right. it. Right. Right, and then it reminds me that I am a being with resource, yes. with not infinite, but with many, 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 nearly infinite ways of resourcing myself, and that part of what I think sucks about typical partnership, at least for me, is that those resources narrow so yes. much, and then it feels shitty for me because you know, as a single being, this is how it is typically for me, or we used to be before infinite relating. I would be crazy resourced. I'd be having my friends. I would have flirts. You know, I had all these relationships and these self care practices. And then, as soon as I would get into partnership, it's like this 360 degree feeling I had of like, there's so much connection everywhere. And there's so much, you know, I have to care for myself in various ways because I don't have that person to get codependent with. Right. And then (laughs) I would get codependent or I would go into a relationship. And then. Everything would narrow so extremely, and it was like I would literally forget that I had anyone else to turn to right. about anything deep. And I also wasn't nourishing those deep relationships. That's it too. I yeah. feel like I mean, that's
1: <laughs> that's part of my, my noticing. It's not. It's not that I still have them, yeah. but I'm. I maybe I'm not nourishing them. I'm not put, prioritizing nourishing all the other relationships because so much of my attention has been on the one. Yeah. And realizing, like, wow, when I look around, like, I. Yeah, I am
0: so resourced. I am so fortunate. There's there's so many ways. Yeah. But, yeah, and I even felt that because, yeah, you have been going through a lot in the last couple of weeks. And there was a day when you had so much going on that I was like, oh, Freya is, like, not that you weren't available, but you were preoccupied I don't think, in I, don't a th- major I, don't think I don't think
1: I was available yeah. I was in the middle Yeah, of want to say that. yeah. And I was
0: like oh my god if, if I can't talk to Freya today like who do I talk to yeah and I do have several other friends that I also have very deep relationships with and where we do share a lot about our lives but yeah it also was helpful for me to be like wow like I really depend on you in a mm. way that's beautiful but yeah. also um yeah, I could diversify. <laughs> yeah, well, and you did a check in. Yeah, I think you did. I did. You're like,
1: you know, you're like, I realize you have this going on. If you, I don't, I don't know if you're available to hack to, to just keep receiving the voice messages, which right. I think the voice message message system is really great because it does allow spaciousness yeah. to like for yeah. you know. In some days, we listen to them immediately, and we're back and forth, and yeah. and then some days there are there's a lot more spaciousness because we're busy or you know, but. I, yeah, you did, you did check in, yeah. and I was like, no, I absolutely want, I, yeah. I mean, I'm in a space, like, because, because it pulls me out of my stuff, it feels yeah. really good to stay connected. Right. Totally.
0: Yeah, I had an experience with Max that's coming up for me right now, um, where we had a big, well, he had a flirt with someone else, mm-hmm. which was a big deal, because historically, I think it's okay to say this on the podcast, um, <laughs> since we've been together, I've been, like, hooking up with various people, and he's been doing that much less, let's right. say. <laughs> and so for him to have, you know, he came to me and he's like, I had this hot flirt and I just have way less practice, like receiving those kinds of things in general um, or just from him, from him. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. feel okay, Like, yeah, from him, because that just has, that hasn't been that direction that much for us right. where he's like, Hey, I did a thing and now yeah, I'm like, that's okay. True. Yeah. So, yeah. So that happened. And I had just one of these reactions that shocked me where I just had this like whole kind of dissociated and was like, Oh my God, like you know, I'm losing him and mm. I can't be this close to him. You know, I need to distance myself. Like all these things, I went into this big pattern. Yeah. And we kind of made it through that night well <laughs> enough. And then, the, but then the next night I went out oh and had gosh. this really hot makeup with someone. And I was feeling like a real shithead. Cause I was like, dude, the night before I got really mad at, or not mad, but I got triggered by Max yeah. having a flirt. And then the next night I went out and did like way more than that. And so, and it was great. And so I was, but it really caused me to go through like a lot of feelings. I love know? the message you left me too. Yeah. The, the, was in the next episode <laughs> of Bez is full of shit. Is full of shit. I was like, oh, I can't wait. I do. Yeah. Cause you know, my personality is that <laughs> the way I speak and act, I, I can sound like I know a lot and I do know You a do. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but you like I'm also solid, full of shit. Solidness. Yeah. yeah. So I do like revealing that to <laughs> you. It's like, I am totally full of shit. Cause I just said, did this one thing and now I did this other thing and I'm completely conscious contradicting myself and I'm being totally hypocritical right now so it really spawned in me this kind of deep examination also of like what am I actually available for right now like given my life and Mm. you know I had a little freak out about that so yeah I had a little freak out and then Max and I hadn't talked about it because yeah one of our agreements at least or or one of the preferences he has is he doesn't necessarily want me to text him right away and be like hey I just had a hot makeup right he's more wants to wait till we're together anyway so I really had time to think about this and to think about how much I had reacted to his flirt um, and then how afraid I was to tell him about my hookup because I just was like, I feel like a bad person. and mm. Plus all my other just processing with my relationship stuff right now. So I was kind of in a tangle, you know? And when we talked on Monday night and I finally revealed everything to him, I was still in a tangle and he, you know, had his little moment of zing, but, like, took it really well. He's like, yeah, I've, I've been getting used to this. He my practice. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I kind of broke open a couple of months ago, and, like, that's now great. I feel much more at ease. Um, but I didn't. I wasn't at ease. Yeah, and no, so we weren't. had this famous, you know, Max and Beds experience where we're having totally different experiences yes. of life, and that that's okay. And it was really liberating to know that, I forget why this linked to how we were, what we were talking about. (laughs) It did link in my head, but I don't remember how, but it was really liberating for me to have the experience and just tell him like I'm going through relationship stuff that even does have to do with Max where I'm really questioning, like, what am I available for? And you know, where are my boundaries and like, where's my integrity? And like, how do I want to show up here? And I was really in a knot about it. I was not clear. I was not, I hadn't come out the other side and I, when I re, when I released him from that knot and was like, that mm. knot has nothing to do with him. This is my relationship knot. Right. It may be about him, but he was like, yeah, babe, I'm feeling great with you. Like, I don't have anything here at all. That's amazing. Yeah. To let that be okay and just be like, great, I'm going to go over here and like wrestle with my, all my relationship drama <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have to be involved. Like, right. it's not an us thing. And that was, I think, where the liberation came. Was I was like, oh, there, you know, there's you, me, and us. And sometimes it is an us thing, and sometimes it's just a me thing.
1: Yeah, and, and it's like,
0: a it can be it's a me thing about the us thing, which
1: feels a little bit more confusing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's right. like really this this part doesn't. It's about you, but
0: doesn't need to involve you. Right? Exactly. And maybe that was how it connected to what we were just talking about is I realized in that moment, like, oh, I actually do need to resource myself around this issue, but you are not the best resource. He is not the best resource for me. In that moment, I just could tell, I was like, I don't actually want to talk to you about this. Like you're not the, you're not where I'm, where I'm going to turn for resource. If anything, I'm going to turn to resource with him just in a light, you know, in, in like the lightness of how he was feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it was, like, such a relief to be, like, wow, yeah, I could be going through, like, a big thing and a lot of questioning internally, and I don't even have to tell you. Yeah. You know, and we have this agreement or lack of agreement (laughs) where we don't have to tell each other anything unless it's a sexual health issue is our current non, you know, we currently have that agreement that we do that. And so it was liberating, too, to be like, what if I just didn't say anything about any of this? Right,
1: to go through that whole
0: process. Mm -hmm. And to drive it all the way the other direction to the bitter end of, like, I'm just not even going to tell him. Right. And then to figure out, given that that would be okay, to come back. And maybe that's part of, you know, this idea, too, of asking permission from beloveds for their time and attention. Yes. To really take that, to take it all the way into my own brain, even, and be like, I could just say no. Like, someone I really care about could ask me for something, and I could just say, I, I'm actually not available. Right. And then through knowing that I could say that, then maybe I could find my actual availability, which might be that, but it might also be somewhat closer to the middle. Right. But when I think it's not an option for me to say no, like, I, I that freaks me the fuck out. Right. And then I just, like, retract completely. I, <laughs> yeah. There
1: was another interesting part of the experience, like, when tried to decide, like, what do we share and how do we share – And I feel like this keeps coming up because I think there is, and it comes up in, like, different conversations with people. It's, like, if I'm going to share something with my beloved, like, part of, like, checking their availability, if they can process it. But also, am I doing it because I'm feeling guilt or shame and I Mm, want them to make it feel better? Yeah, that's right. Because I feel like I, I... I've had this conversation a couple of times where it's like, I'm feeling guilt or shame, so I have to tell them. Yes. But you telling them, or you telling them that way, or telling them the exact details, or however, is really you asking them to take care of you and make you feel better. And it might transfer and make them feel super shitty. And so just like checking that. And I think there's a really good evaluation period in this is like, is it something that you want to share? And it might be, but, but you need to do it once you're a little bit more clean about your energy. Yep. Um, or is this like, so this is, or is this like a processing thought? Is this a processing experience? And if I share that with them, they're, I'm like planting this like mm-hmm. seed of discontent or seed of like some discomfort that now they have to carry right. and I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. Cause I just like, you know, offloaded passed it, it, off. it <laughs> off to them. And so like, I've just noticed that like, it's this balance of like, yes, I want to be in these relationships that are like 100% transparent right. and we can tell each other anything, but maybe we shouldn't every time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just, and I think that was like part of the process. Like if we're going to share something, yeah, I just, I want to be clean about it. I want to, I mean, that's, and I, I say that like yeah, that's yep. part of my process. That's what right. that's what I want to receive and that's how I want to how I want to relate. Like if I'm feeling guilt or shame, then I probably have a little bit more yep. more work to do on it before I really discover
0: how yep. and why I want to share it. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because that was really big for me dissecting, you know, this this knot I was in was really like why why do I say the things I say
1: yeah.
0: and noticing that and being more intentional about it or at least owning it. Mm-hmm. Cause that actually happened for me. I was noticing how, yeah, when I share something from that guilt or shame place, I come in, you know, my voice is a little higher and I'm like, so I have to tell you something. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like Ugh, waiting to get I feel like horrible
1: over here. I don't yeah, even know what you're going to say. I'm I know. Like, oh. I'm
0: like waiting for you to like blow up at me. So I'm kind of like hemming and hawing, you know? Yeah. And then, um, coming from instead a place of like, yeah, like, why would I share having made out with someone else coming from a place of it being a turn on and me saying, I just want to share my turn on with you because yeah. I want to feed our connection with this hot energy that I'm feeling in my body. Right. Or I want to tell you a point of information just factually, because you should know this happens because you might run into this person and I'd like you to know, right. you know. And so I was thinking about all those things and feeling into myself, like, which one was it? And, And then there was a a second piece of my evening Saturday night that I hadn't told him that night. And then I decided to the next morning, like another point of information about the intimacy, (laughs) intimate experience I'd had with this other person. And I realized in that moment that I, it was, and this is how I did it. I said, I'm feeling guilty about this. It actually feels scary to tell you. And that's why I want to tell you. Mm. And even telling him that, like... Gave me that layer of removal from being in the guilt and shame and acting as the character who's feeling guilty and shameful, for lack of a better way to say that, mm-hmm. and instead put me back as Bez saying, you know, this is going to get between us because I'm going to be in this weird position of trying to hide this from you because I feel guilty, right? And I don't want to put a wedge between us, so instead, I'm telling you because I feel guilty and I just want to clear. I just, I, I want to get it off my chest. And you how know? did that? How did that? Like, once you said that, how did the energy feel between the two? Great. There, really? He was like, I'm so glad you told me. The thing I told him was actually very easy for him to hear, and he was kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> so that also helped. But, yeah, I think that maybe, you know, I don't want to make rules about it, but maybe for me what might be helpful is in the future when I'm feeling feelings like that to examine, like, can I – is there another energy I could come with in sharing this? Like, can I – can I find the okayness within myself first? You know, can yeah. I make it okay for me that this happened or that I did this, even if I'm feeling guilt? Can I find the pleasure in it? Can I find the the factuality of it? You yeah, know? I like that. Or even just the okayness. Yeah.
1: And that, and I and I think too, it feels like important. Like it's, it doesn't mean I'm not ever going to share this thing, or I don't want the other someone to share. But it's yeah, it's just like this this the the management of like the navigation of it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like because if you had gone to him before you'd done all this work, it could have felt, it could have felt
0: very different for both of you. Oh, totally. It would have. Yeah. And I think that's also the difference. I, this is so subtle, but like, for me, it's huge in that at that point when I shared, I had really examined it. And I talked about before how, like, I don't like sharing unexamined thoughts with Max or with people Mm -hmm. I'm intimate with, uh, except for you, (laughs) maybe like romantic, sexually intimate with, Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't prefer to have unexamined thoughts shared with me at all because yeah. it just feels like it's too raw and it can tend to be lashing out or just, yeah, being in these postures. Or you know? feel like,
1: I feel like it plants these
0: seeds of yeah. like uncertainty exactly. that, that I will like
1: grow into some kind right. of like, yeah.
0: Right. When it's like, Hey, I was just upset, but it's like, dude, you said it though. And now it's in here Now and I've grown I'm a whole tree around it. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was it. It's like, i would really examined it and I was like, okay, I don't know how to share this without feeling guilty. Cause I do feel guilty. Yeah. About it. Or I feel, it feels like something frightening or to share. And I don't know how to get past that without Mm -hmm. telling you. And so I think it was, it was just different. It was more factual. It was like, I told him, yeah, I want to share this and I'm a little nervous too, because I have some guilt around it, but I really want to be close to you. So I'm sharing it. I love that. As opposed to coming in and like the placating, like... I gotta tell you this thing, and like, oh, I'm really scared, and you know. That and I hope you make okay me feel too, better. Yeah. I mean that. I feel like that's the energy. It's like I want to share this because I want you to make me feel better right. about it. Right. And like what you said, I want to like fling it off of me. And be like <laughs> yeah. get it away. Like this urgency again. Yeah. Of like, now it's yours. Yeah. Oof, so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't have super clarity on that, but I did feel in that moment because I can also be someone that's like, it's got to be buttoned up before I talk about it, and like right. I want to already have the the conclusion. You know, with a romantic partner, because I don't want to put anything messy into our relationship. You know, right? And like, you can hold me while I fall apart twice a year. (laughs) That's it. Like, it's already been twice, and it's only February, so I'm (laughs) I'm so screwed. But that's just so. So I think for me, there is a healthiness too to being like, yeah, I don't have this totally figured out. I do have some uncomfortable feelings, but I'm going to tell you anyway because that's not where I am defaulting to right now at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I feel like yeah, it's it's like it can have like a goal of moving through things it doesn't mean we're doing things perfect and compl- yeah. yeah like I said we're practicing we're practicing new ways
0: yeah yay here's to practicing new ways Ooh. and compassion yeah and grace yeah yeah and doing it together yes thank god for Freya
1: thank god for Beth.
0: <laughs> thanks everyone thanks for listening to the show hang out with us more at infinite love and stay infinite